Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. celebrating our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ on today. Amen. Our soon coming King. Uh, today, what I want to do, I want to talk to you today, just for a short while, if I may, using a subject 
the seven last sayings of Christ. The seven last sayings of Christ. You know our Lord and Savior, as, he, as they put him on the cross, uh, he suffered. We all understand and know the story of what our Lord went through, uh, that we might be who we are, that we might be saved and have a right to a tree of life and, amen, just being set free. So the last seven sins of Jesus on the cross are what I want to talk about to you on, on today. If you have your Bible, if you'd like to follow along with me, uh, I'd like to start in the book of St. Luke. St. Luke, the 23rd chapter. Now, the last seven sins of Jesus, they're recorded in the, the book of the four Gospels. The four Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They, were, they wrote the works that Jesus done. Uh, now, as I studied the last seven sins of Christ, I noticed that you won't find all seven of the sins in each and every one of the books. Mark wrote some, Matthew wrote some, Luke wrote some, John wrote some. But I noticed in each book, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, neither one of the books records all seven of them. I think it is Luke. Luke recorded uh, three of the sins. John recorded one of the sins. Mark recorded one of the sins. Matthew recorded one of the sins. So to make it very easy and simple for you, I gathered them all together from the four gospel, and I have all seven of the last sins of Jesus when he was on the cross, and we're going to give them to you on today. Is that all right? All right, so chapter 23 uh, in the book of St. Luke, we start off with the first saying. If you look at chapter 23 and look at verse number 22, you'll find these words. And there were also two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him. And the male factor, and one on the right hand, and the other on the left. Verse number 34, then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And he parted his garment and cast lots. This is the first of the last sayings of Jesus while on the cross. Father, forgive them, uh, because they know not what they do. And when I think about this first saying, here we have our Lord and Savior. Even in death, he was able to forgive those, his perpetrators, those that accused him of what he was accused of. Even during this time, uh, he was able to forgive, amen, his perpetrators. And so this saying here, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. This is called the words of forgiveness. Our Lord and Savior on the cross as he talked to his father. The first saying, keep that in mind. Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Isn't that awesome? 
We thank God for having a Lord and Savior that was able, even in death, doing death, he was able to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. This is called the word of forgiveness. Now, the second saying, go with me, Father. It's still in the book of Luke. Luke recorded three of them. The second saying uh, of Jesus on the cross, you'll find in verse number 39. If you will, in the same book, look down at verse number 39. The second last saying of Jesus while he was on the cross, verse 39 said, And one of the male factor which hang railed on him. You ever had anybody railed on you, just go off on you. They said, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. Now check this male factor out. He up there, he railed on Jesus. If you be who you said you are, get yourself down. And while you're getting yourself down, get us down also. Verse 40 says, but the other answer rebuked him saying, uh, doest thou not fear God? Apparently he didn't. Seeing thou art in the same condemnation. Verse 41 says, and when and we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man done nothing amiss. Isn't that something? This man haven't done anything. We know what we've done. Y'all, y'all, y'all can agree with that this morning, can't you? We know what we all done. You know what you done, and I know what I've done. So Jesus, here this man is saying, we know what we've done, but this man right here done nothing amiss. He done nothing wrong. Verse 42 goes on with the second saying, and he said, and he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou come into thy kingdom. That's a very humble request. Verse 42, 3 says, And Jesus said unto him, The second sins of Jesus, Verily I say unto you, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Isn't it wonderful? This is the second sin of Jesus while he was on the cross. Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. This is called the word of salvation. Being with me in salvation. So that day, that man uh, received the words of salvation from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This day thou shalt be with me in paradise. What an honor. What an honor. The second sins of Jesus while he was on the cross. Well, let's move on. The third sin of Jesus we'll find in the book of St. John. If you have your Bible, you like to turn there. St. John, the 19th chapter. The 19th chapter of the book of St. John. I'm not going to hold you along. We're gonna, I'm going to get you in and I'm going to get you out. 19th chapter of the book of St. John. And looking at verse number 25. These are, this is the third saying of Jesus while on the cross. Listen at the text. Verse 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister. I guess that'll be Aunt Mary. And then the mother, Mary the mother of uh, uh, Cleophas and Mary Magdalene. You know, in that day and time, there were so many people named the same name in the Bible. 
There were so many Marys. There were so many Josephs. Amen. There were so many Johns. They shared the same name. And so here, they stood by uh, uh, Jesus' mother, uh, the mother of her sister. And verse 26 said, And when Jesus therefore saw his mother, you know, a man ought to be able to recognize mom. I mean, in a crowd, anywhere, you can recognize your mother. Amen. You can, you, the sound of her voice, you know. And some of y'all, if, you, if, if you're like me, you, you know how your mom smells. You know her perfume. You know her body. I mean, you just know the way her hair smells. Anything you have of your mom, you, you can tell, hey, this is mom. It smells just like her. And so here in verse number 26, Jesus said, And when Jesus therefore saw his mother, check this out, and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. This is the third saying of Jesus when he saw his mother in the crowd. And he said, Mother, behold thy son. Look at me. Your son. I'm on a cross. Mother, behold thy son. And notice he goes on and said, And the disciples standing by. Is that disciples? Y'all see that? He decided, and the disciples, he said, and a, a, a disciple, a disciple, that is, that is, a disciple, uh, and the disciple, one disciple standing by, whom Jesus loved. Jesus looked at this disciple and said, behold. He said unto his mother, behold thy son, verse 27, then said he to the disciple, uh, behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. Now, what's going on right here? What's going on right here in the third saying of Jesus? When Jesus told his mother, he said, Mother, behold thy son. Look at me, Martha. Look at I me, mean, Mary. Look at me. I'm on the cross. I'm giving up my life. Your son is on the cross dying. Behold me. And then Jesus looked out in the crowd and saw one of the disciples whom he loved and is believed among many scholars that that disciple was John. And he looked at John. Notice what he said again in verse number 27. Then said he to the disciple, John, behold thy mother. What's going on right here during the third saying of Jesus? This is a, a transfer of a transfer of, 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 of relationship and responsibility. Jesus is taking the responsibility of taking care of his mother Martha and giving it to John, uh, his friend that he loved. And now John is responsible for taking care of mother, uh, Mary the rest of her life. This is what's going on. And this is called, in verse number, uh, 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 the third saying, this is called the words of love. Or the words of relationship. Transfer of authority. John, I'm giving the authority uh, that I had of sin about my mother. I'm transferring that authority to you. Let me read it to you again so it makes sense. Verse 26 says, And when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Verse 27, Then said he to the disciple, I want you to get it, Behold 
owned thy mother. Y'all get it? Is it coming together? He said to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And the scripture said, And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. Jesus is dying. Transfer of power. Transfer of relationship to this disciple. In other words, he looked at the disciple and said, Will you take care of mom? Can somebody say that? Will you take care of mom? This is what Jesus was saying to that disciple. Will you take care of mom? And the Bible said, and from that point on, that disciple took Mary into his home and he provided for her whatever she needed. He was willing to take care of Jesus' mother because Jesus was his friend. Can you say amen, somebody? You ever had somebody look after you after your people were gone? Check on you, call on you, see how you doing? This is a transfer of power and it is called the words of love or the words of relationship. This is the third saying of Jesus. Amen. Now let's move on just a little bit further. The fourth saying of Jesus. The fourth saying of Jesus, you find that in the book of St. Matthews. St. Matthews, the 27th chapter. Put it all together so you won't have to run all over the book to find them. The fourth saying of Jesus is in St. Matthew, the 27th chapter. And verse number 46. Check this out. St. Matthew 27, verse 45, and verse 46. This is the fourth saying of Jesus. All right, and now... From now, uh, the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. Y'all see it? Amen. Verse 4 6 says, In about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabethany. That is to say, My God, my God. Why hast thou forsaken me? This is the fourth saying of Jesus while on the cross. My God, my God. Can somebody say my God this morning? I tell you, my God, I thank God for my God. So Jesus is saying the fourth saying of the Lord while hanging on the cross. He said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? In other words, this right here, this is the fourth saying of Jesus. This is called the words of spiritual suffering. My God, my God, the words of spiritual suffering. So the reason why they said this, this is uh, the words of uh, spiritual suffering is because he said, my God, my God, anybody, anybody, why has that forsaken me? If the Lord had forsaken anybody in their life during their walk with Christ, believe me, that's spiritual. You're going through spiritual suffering. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Spiritual, spiritual, spiritual suffering. And so many of our brothers and sisters today are experiencing spiritual suffering. Why? Because my God has forsaken them. They don't have God in their life. God is no longer on their side. So brothers and sisters, you are experiencing spiritual suffering. Your inner man, your spirit man is suffering from lack of God not being with you in your life. Y'all follow me this morning? 
So this is called, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And, and when Jesus said these words, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He was speaking in the, in the language of Arabic. Yeah. Eli, Eli, Lama, Sabethany. That's Arabic. So when y'all go back home, you tell your folks, I'll learn a little Arabic this morning. Can you say amen somebody? Preacher taught me a little Arabic. Can't say much more than that, but he taught me a little bit. And so he was speaking in Arabic, amen, asking God, why have thou forsaken me? And what's going, actually going on here? See, God, Jesus, God our Father, he's so holy. God is so pure. He could not look upon sin. And remember, Jesus became sin for us. Jesus took the sins, our sin, upon himself. On the cross of Calvary, he became sin for us. And God, being so pure, being so holy, he couldn't look up on sin. So God had to turn his back on his own son. Can somebody say amen, somebody? And so therefore, Jesus felt abandoned. He felt, he felt abandoned. By God. That's why he said, my God, why have you forsaken me? Not only did he feel abandoned by God, but he felt abandoned by his friends also. Anybody here ever had some friends who left him? Yes. Amen. Jesus was feeling this in his spirit, hanging on the cross. My God, why God? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Amen. His, he felt he felt deserted by his friends, and Jesus felt deserted by God. That's why he cried out, my God, my God, why, why have thou forsaken me? The four sins of Christ. Now let's move on just a little bit further, if you will, uh, into the fifth sins of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ while hanging on the cross. You'll find the fifth sins of our Lord in the book of John. St. John, the, the 19th chapter. St. John, the 19th chapter. And looking at verse number 28, this is the fifth saying of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ while hanging there on the cross. And you'll find these words. After this, Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished the, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Here's what he said. He said, I thirst. I thirst is the fifth sin of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ while hanging on the cross. In other words, he said, I'm thirsty. Remember, they pierced his hand. They, they nailed his hand to the cross. They ribbed his feet. They pierced his side. Here all his fluids and body, the fluids and liquid is gone out. And Jesus saying, I'm thirsty. You know the story, somebody gave him uh, vinegar for water. Put some vinegar on a sponge and put it on a reed and raise it up to him. And when the Lord tasted that it was vinegar, he refused to taste it, refused to drink it. He said, I thirst. You give a man vinegar for water? And his fifth sin was, I thirst. And what is meant by this word right here, I thirst in the fifth sin? This is called the words of physical suffering. In other words, Jesus was in the mode of physical suffering now. He's dying. He said, I'm thirsty. So this is called, I thirst. The fifth sins of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is called the words of physical suffering 
or the words of distress. Can't you see here our Lord and Savior at this point, at this point in his life that he is in physical distress? Can somebody say amen, somebody? Have you ever been in distress? Anybody know a thing about stress? Have you ever had some things in life that stress you out? Amen. We all can identify with that. So here, our Lord and our Savior is in physical distress. This is physical suffering and physical strength that our Lord is dealing with here in the fifth sin that he said on the cross. Praise God. Point number six. The six, six sins of our Lord and Savior as he was up on the cross. John recorded two, so we're still in the book of John with the sixth saying. The sixth saying is where he cried out, it is finished. Let's read it. St. John, the 19th chapter and verse number 30. The sixth saying right here is in verse 30. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. Oh my God. When he received the vinegar, Instead of water, Jesus said, it is finished, and he bowed his head, and he gave up the ghost. Oh, look at our Lord and our Savior right here. Somebody said, Lord, I thank you for what you went through. All that he gone through for you and I, I can say, Lord, I thank you today. They gave him vinegar for water, and after that, Jesus said, it's finished. Well, thank you, Cheetah. In other words, what's going on right here? What's, what this is? What this is? What this mean right here? In, 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 in point number six, uh, the six sins of our Lord. It is finished. This means that. This mean right here. This is called the words of triumph. In other words, I I I, I done what I said I was going to do. I, I came into the world to redeem man, and I done that. Can you say, man, somebody? So Jesus said, it is it's finished. Oh yeah, I had a battle with the devil, but it's finished now. Can somebody say amen? Oh, he tried to defeat me. He tried to hold me back, but he couldn't. It's finished. finished. I've done what my father sent me into the world to do. Yeah. It's finished, y'all. Yeah. I thank God for finishing. You know, there's a lot of folks in life doing things that they don't ever finish. You know, everybody started on a project and didn't finish it. I started on some, and possibly you started on some that they own going that haven't been finished yet. But here Jesus said, it is finished. Yeah. This is called the words of triumph. It is finished. It is. It has been consummated. In other words, uh, what Jesus came into the world to do, it's been consummated now. And not only that, Jesus, he said, it finished. It means that the debt it paid in full. Somebody said, Lord, I thank you today for paying my debt. Hallelujah to God. You paid in full for me. Somebody said, he did it for me. Oh, I thank you today. When he said it's finished. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. My debt is paid in full. Yes, thank you. It's finished. The words of triumph. It's finished. It's consummated. The debt is paid in full. The sixth sin of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, while he was on the cross. Let me move on just a little bit further as I'm getting ready to close. The seventh sin of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen, is found in the book of St. Luke. To me, there with the book of Luke again. Amen. The book of St. Luke. This is the seventh sin of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
St. Luke, the 23rd chapter. And looking at verse number 46. The seven sins of Jesus while hanging on the cross. This is why this day is so important. This is why we celebrate our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For the thing that he went through for you and I. We celebrate him today. Somebody said, Lord, I celebrate you. I celebrate you, Lord. I thank you for what you've done. I'm so glad you did what you did. So, look, let's take a look here at these seven sins of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In verse number four to six, says, And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. Somebody said, praise be unto God. This is a seventh saying of Jesus. Father, into my, thy hand I commend my spirit. Now, what's going on right here? This is called, this is called the words of committer. Y'all follow me? Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. In other words, I want you to understand the difference between this right here. Uh, 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 I, I commit my spirit to you, God. Father, I commend my spirit. I commit my spirit unto you. This is called the, the, the words of committal. Now understand, this is not, this is not, amen, a request at all. This is an announcement. Can you say amen, somebody? Jesus made an announcement. You know about made an announcement? This is not a request. Jesus made an announcement to his heavenly father. Father, into thy hand I commend my spirit. This is an announcement. In other words, I'm coming home. I'm coming to join you. I'm coming back that I might share with you in the glory that I had with you before the world was. This was an, this was an announcement. In other words, it was it's also called the words of reunion. Can you say amen, somebody? Jesus letting the Father know he's a father into your hand. I commend my spirit. The words of a reunion. And not only that, it was a proclamation. Oh, thank you, Lord. You come out and say, thank you, Lord. Words of proclamation. Words of uh, a reunion. Jesus is joining his father in heaven. Oh, thank you, Lord. Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And because of that, we are grateful today. Because of what Jesus done, amen, we are grateful today. Amen. He's going to rejoin his father, amen, in heaven. Amen. So today I want you to understand that we serve a risen Savior. Can you say amen, somebody? We serve a risen Savior. And what a mighty God we serve. Can somebody say amen? What a mighty God we serve. So we serve this risen Savior, and we are so glad today because of what he did, because of what he went through for us, and I thank God today that he is alive and well. Can you say amen, somebody? He's sitting right now at the right hand of the Father. Oh, Lord, and I thank you today. We celebrate you today because what you've done for us. And not only that, I want to say, Father, we thank you today, and we celebrate you today, and I can say amen on my behalf, and all of you all out there, your behalf, and because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Can you say amen, somebody? And because he lives, all fear is gone. Can you say amen, somebody? Amen. All fear is gone. 
and because I know he holds the future. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, that's something to think about right there. I know who holds the future. Not the government, not the, not the president, not the mayor, not the, not the anybody. Amen. Nobody holds the future but God. But because he lives, amen, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And, and, and life is worth living. Can somebody say amen this morning? Don't take your life. Don't let the devil destroy you. Life is worth living just because our Savior lives. Can you say amen? Come on, give the Lord a great big hand praise. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. My Savior is all about Jesus. It's all about him. It's all about him. And I thank God for Jesus on today. If you will, give the Lord a great big hand praise. I'm done. God bless you. I hope I said something. Encourage your heart. So those are the seven last sayings of Jesus. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Woman, behold thy son. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? I'm thirsty. It is finished. Father, into thy hand, I commend my spirit. I'm coming home, y'all. That's what Jesus said. Father, here I come. Receive me into thy kingdom. Not a request, but announcement. You ever hear anybody come to your house unannounced? <laughs> I didn't know y'all were coming. If I knew you were coming, I would have fixed something. <laughs> Can you say amen? But y'all, I didn't know you were coming. But Jesus let the Father know, Father, I'm coming. I'm coming home. I done. I done finished the work that I was sent to do. And I thank God Jesus finished it. And because of that, Amen. We are who we are today. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We appreciate you on tonight, on today, that is, for listening so attentive to God. Bless your hearts. Amen. May he continue to bless you real, real good. All right. We're going to move on. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus. Echo hope and dwell in love.